Welcome to the New Mexico Motorsports Report, presented by Yearwood Performance, Albuquerque Dragway, the Unser Racing Museum, and Swope Real Estate. Your host, David Swope, will be talking about events happening around the state and on the national scene, whether it's got two wheels or four wheels, pavement and off-road racing, or park and shine. If you are into it, we are into it. Call now, 994-1017. That's 994-1017 to get into all the action. Now, here is your host, David Swope. Good morning. It's Saturday morning. It's actually a Christmas Eve morning. Um, that means it's time for the New Mexico Motorsports Report. I'm your host, David Swope, and we'll be talking about automotive and related motorsports activities around the state and on the national scene. Whether it has two wheels or four, asphalt or dirt track racing, off-road or park and shine, we'll be talking about it. Is New Mexico's only show devoted to motorsports-related activities with a full hour here on ESPN Radio 101.7, the team. And, of course, coming up a, a little bit later, you got the uh, the Chiefs are going to be playing, and, of course, you also got the Dallas Cowboys. Uh, they're going to be playing a little later. And uh, uh, joining us this morning, actually, uh, Dan Watkins. Hey, Dan, thank you for, uh, for coming in this morning. I know uh, Christmas Eve, you probably have better things to do. Yeah, of course, you know, just a little here, a little there, but... Always got to be here for Saturday mornings. Well, I I appreciate it, and so I was thinking a little bit about you know what uh, what people are looking forward to under the Christmas tree, and and I think um, in New York uh, there's a lot of money. I mean, Steve Cohen just dropped a whole bunch of money, so I think Christmas came early to the Mets. Yeah, I think there there's a little boy in Steve Cohen that. <laughs> Ever since he was growing up on Staten Island, he, he said, there's got to be a better way for the Mets to be good. And, you know, being the owner and being a billionaire several times over, he's taken advantage of his resource. The 2023 Mets payroll is going to come in at $390 million Jeez. before the luxury tax. Yeah. MLB has a luxury tax that'll come in at around $111 million. So for... 2023, we're looking at $500 million being spent by Steve Cohen on the Mets payroll. That The luxury tax alone is more than 10 MLB franchises. Wow. And I think uh, I read 340 was the previous max that has been spent on one season's payroll. Well, that's pretty amazing, but not to be outdone, of course, the uh, uh, Yankees locking up uh, Aaron Judge. Yeah, that monster contract for a monster person. <laughs> but I really... So they 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 got a massive contract for him, and still only two hundred ninety one million dollars is their payroll. Oh, over, only yeah. Uh, uh, well, a hundred million dollars less than the Mets. That's <laughs> what 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 I'm saying is if if you guys had five hundred million dollars at your disposal for the racing world, what yeah. could you do in racing in this country with five hundred million dollars? So well, I, I mean, Spencer Hill joining us this morning. I mean. The question is out there. If you had $500 million, would you just go ahead and quit yeah. racing? I mean, or would you start your own league? $500 million could that could take you some places. That That's good <laughs> for a couple teams in the Cup Series, for sure, for a couple of years. Um, surprisingly, I bet it doesn't take you as far as you'd think, though. Right. I, I think nowadays a full-time Cup Series ride is right around $15 million for a season. Wow. So it, it'll take you through... You know, first couple of years for sure. Well, I think maybe we could uh, take NASCAR to Monaco. That would be interesting. <laughs> that, see, that's the next question. Let's, ju- let's just get step b- to by that. Chicago first, right? And the next step to that is how far could that take you in Formula One? Right. I, that I, would be interesting. I think it'll get you a couple of parts. Yeah, maybe. I don't, I'm not even sure that'll get you a whole car. Um, but, 
But Dan, also uh, Orange Bowl or uh, basically bowl season. Orange Bowl is coming up. Um, Tennessee versus Clemson. He got with Clemson's what five and a half point favorite. Yeah, we've had some opt outs on the Tennessee side. Uh, Heisman should have should have won the Heisman Trophy. Quarterback, he's hurt. So we're we're working with a backup quarterback and a backup wide receiving core. But yeah, if Joe Milton, I don't know if you've seen any of those pictures out there. There's a video that came out the other day of him throwing an orange 140 yards. Wow. So check that out, everyone. That's interesting, no matter what kind of sports you enjoy. But well, it, it, if he has some touch on his throws, it's over. Yeah, and I mean, like, like you mentioned, a couple wide receivers deciding to opt, opt out because they're going to go to the NFL. Um, I've seen some games um, in which in which people have been hurt um, in, in a bowl game that has affected their uh, – uh, their professional career. So on one hand, I don't fault them. On the other hand, it's been a long time coming for you guys. I mean, this is this is kind of tough, you know, to, to have them sit sit it out. I can say pretty confidently that the fan bases don't blame players sitting out one bit. Well, there you go. If if you have the opportunity to get a big old bag of money, change your and your family's life, take it. Don't chance it. Right. I don't think anyone, any Tennessee fans, are blaming Jalen Hyatt. Yeah. Or Cedric Tillman one bit. Yeah. Well, hey, we got some uh we got some breaking news. <laughs> so so there you go. Tuesday night uh we had a uh, couch potato car show. It was the car of the year a twenty twenty two uh, we had uh, some winners from the year. We also had some runner-ups who qualified in. Um, great, great show, and um, and we have a winner. So you you want to announce that, Spencer? Yeah. So congratulations to EJ Altro uh, and Christine Altro for winning that Couch Potato Car Show. Like you said, huge event. We had so much fun with it. Uh, a lot of people tuning in. Mm-hmm. Ton of people voting for those cars. And I know you have a little bit more information on that. Yeah, as a matter of fact, um, success comes sometimes with a little bit of growing pains, and sometimes um, you you have to interpret what what you what you've said, what you think, you know, as far as the rules. Now we all know in racing, um, <clears throat> the rules are meant to be challenged, and I and I can respect somebody who uh, you know wants to you know wants to see how. The rules and how they count, uh, but we we stayed true to the um, to the spirit, which was the whole spirit is we we don't do this for money. As a matter of fact, even winning this thing um, doesn't really get you anything other than a plaque um, and bragging rights. Uh, well, right? okay, you bragging rights, you know, but um, but that's bragging rights within our own community. I mean, who you know, I mean, we're we're not getting any you know national publicity or anything on this, um, and so it's. Uh, it's just one of those things that uh, we went back. Uh, we had to dig a little bit further than normal, um, but we we believe that this this is fair and correct, um, and we're really excited. Um, one that so many people participated. I mean, this this was a record level of participation that we've had. Um, but let, let's talk a little bit about the ride. I mean, the the star is really the ride. I mean, who you know, uh, who cares? The lucky person that gets to pilot it. Uh, Two thousand and sixteen Dodge Hellcat. Now I, I I do think in the last couple of years we probably talked more um, about the Hellcat than probably any other um, you know uh, vehicle or you know basically a 
special models. And I mean, street legal race cars. As a matter of fact, uh, 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 we we see a lot of them. I mean, on the street, mm-hmm. take them straight to the track. Probably one of the biggest groups out um, at Albuquerque Dragway is the Mopar Group, um, and uh, and they have a lot of fun. And of course, Eric Green walking away with his Hellcat with the the Lena Meat Championship with the uh, All Out Call Out Two. So um, so great great car. But but I mean, it's just a fantastic field that we had. It really was. I mean, we look back at this year and. We really did. We got the best of the best of 2022. I'm so proud of everybody that was able to join us for that Couch Potato Car Show. And um, how how about that group from New York, New Jersey area? (laughs) They they really came in clutch this year. They did such a good job of uh, participating and their friends involved. And that was so cool to see because although we're based out of Albuquerque, New Mexico, uh, we have a much greater reach than that. Right. And that is um, point A to prove that. So... For our winner to come out of New Paltz, New York, of yep. course, congratulations once again to EJ and Christine Altro. Uh, that Hellcat is beautiful. It is definitely an award-winning car, uh, and we're very happy to have that. But as you said, we had a lot of other great cars during the show, too. I mean, yep. uh, from the Challengers to the Novas to the GTOs, I mean, we had so many fun vehicles that we went through this year. I'm really, really excited to hopefully do that again going into 2023. Well, and and we started off the year. I mean, we started a little slower because we didn't we didn't get going until um, April. But started off with a with a full custom Willie's Jeep. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, we went all the way through. Followed it up. The the next we had a a, a 70 Plymouth Fury three that was as completely original um, as you could get. And so we we covered the whole basis. Um, and it was it was fantastic. Uh, with just a, a quick couple of shout outs on the um, Law Tigers event calendar. We, believe it or not, we don't have much. I mean, today's Christmas Eve and tomorrow's Christmas <laughs> Day. So uh, so you really got to kind of mark your calendars for things that are coming up. Now, um, on, uh, let's see, January 12th, 13th, you got the toughest monster truck um, in Rio Rancho that's going to be coming out. And, of course, uh, keep your eye on uh, Volusa Speedway Park. Um, you're going to get the World of Outlaws. Uh, we've got an a announcement coming up on that as well um, that will be coming up in January 18th through the 21st. So a lot of neat things coming up. Uh, we'll get on the other side. Uh, we uh, actually have a star in NASCAR who's also a star racing sprint cars uh, coming to New Mexico um, in, in less than a month now. Um, and we'll, uh, we've got some audio from Kyle Larson on the other side. So stay tuned. You've been listening to the New Mexico Motorsports Report here on ESPN Radio, 101.7 The Team. Hey, Albuquerque, this is Joey Logano, driver of number 22 Shell Penzo Ford, and you're listening to the New Mexico Motorsports Report with David Swope on ESPN Radio Albuquerque, 101.7 The Team. The pit stop is over. Let's return to the New Mexico Motorsports Report on Facebook and at nmmotorsportsreport.com. Now, back to the New Mexico Motorsports Report, presented by Yearwood Performance, Albuquerque Dragway, the Unser Racing Museum, and Swope Real Estate. Here is David. It only seems appropriate that we have uh, Spencer Hill um, in, because every time he comes in, we got breaking news. So we got some more breaking news. <laughs> All right, so we got some uh, news out of the world of Outlaws. And this one, Dave, is really near and dear to my heart. 
the World of Outlaws case construction equipment late model series has found its next voice after losing the late Rick Eshelman last year, mm-hmm. naming Ruben Morales as the new series announcer. And if that name sounds familiar, well, you might remember it from right here right. in the land of enchantment because Ruben grew up. His first ever announcing gig was over at El Paso Raceway Park and the Southern New Mexico Speedway down there for Royal Jones. Uh, he worked at Votto Speedway Park for the first couple of years. He's been on the road. He's been grinding since he was 13 years old. Wow. And now he's on the biggest stage that you could possibly be for super late model racing. And <clears throat> I am just so, so proud of him. That is really, really so cool to hear. That is. And it seems like uh, New Mexico starting to get its, its moment in the sun. Uh, as a matter of fact, uh, let's play some audio from uh, Kyle Larson about the Wild West shootout that's coming to Votto Speedway. Just a couple of weeks away from the 17th annual Rio Grande Weight Services Wild West shootout presented by Raleigh Auto Parts. And for the first time ever, Kyle Larson, you are coming to the desert to race with us at FK Rod Ends Votto Speedway Park. What made 2023 be the year you decided to come? Uh, I don't know. I just, um, I've watched it. I follow, I've followed along with it the last handful of years and um you know I've, I've ran the chili bowl now for 15 years and kind of just got to the point where i want to try something different and it just happens to be on the same week um you know i, I was regardless probably not gonna run the chili bowl and uh it was just trying to figure out well, well do i go on like do we go on a family vacation do i go racing and um you know our babies do any day now and Figured we couldn't go on a family vacation, so might as might as well go race. So um, excited about it! You know, thanks to uh, Kevin Rumley for making the long tow out to New Mexico and um, get to go have some fun and, and chase some really good money. <laughs> I mean, that's that's fantastic. And uh, uh, here's a guy. I mean, he mentioned Chili Bowl there. Uh, you know, the, the, his biggest goal in life was to win the Chili Bowl. Um, cared more about winning the Chili Bowl. Than, than he necessarily cared about winning his his NASCAR um, uh, Cup Series championship, um, and uh, and now he's just like, well, I just want to try something different. I mean, <laughs> I mean that's the ultimate wheel, man. Come on, Spencer. So I, I think we got to back up to this. <laughs> if you've been following Kyle Larson for any amount of time, you understand Kyle Larson is a racer, and he is there to just race anything, anywhere, anytime. And due to a lot of you know, extenuating circumstances with the Chili Bowl Nationals, and I can get into that a little bit more if we need to, but uh, essentially Kyle Larson is doing this to stand up for the dirt community because there's been a lot of talk about Chili Bowl Nationals needing to pay more uh, for how prestigious it is, and it's part of that, yes, but the other part of it is like Kyle Larson said in that interview, he's been doing the same thing for over a decade, yeah. going to the Chili Bowl, chasing that. He finally got it done, and it's time to try something new. For And, I, I mean, for us New Mexicans, that's a gift. He's going to come here for the first time ever. Uh, he's going to race at Vado Speedway Park. But, as we heard, he has been to New Mexico one time before. As a matter of fact, let's hear a little bit about that. All right, you haven't raced at Vado. Have you ever raced in the state of New Mexico? I have raced once, I think, in the state of New Mexico. I ran a, an ASCS national race, I believe, at uh, Las Cruces. Yeah. And I want to say, I, prob- I think that was probably like 2010, maybe, 9 or 10. And um, 
I think Steve Kinzer won it that day. Um, cause, uh, yeah, he has the relationship with Royal. Yeah. So I think, yeah, Royal had him come out and, and, uh, he wiped us all up. So, um, I made the A main, but I don't remember, um, doing anything great. I remember being really cold. So, uh, <laughs> and I, I guess that would have been, that probably was like in October or November or something like that. Well, of course, uh, been there in November, uh, Turkey Bowl. Um, last year, super cold. Um, you got the victory there. Uh, but a little inside information, um, you were at that race. Yeah, I, I don't exactly remember why I was there. <laughs> uh, because there was a race. I definitely remember being there because, I I mean, how can you not remember seeing Kyle Larson in person right. for the first time, right? Uh, but the race he was talking about, I think it was closer to 2012, personally. Um, I think that was the year that he went there because I believe he was teammates um, with Aaron Reitzel, if, if I am remembering right. Either that or Christopher Bell, one of the two. And uh, that was at Southern New Mexico Speedway. Of course, like you said, that was right in the time where Donnie Schatz and Steve Kinzer were still the win in everything. Uh, they have a great relationship with Royal Jones. They always have. And it was cool to see the ASCS series come down. Uh, I believe Tony Stewart was also part of that deal that time, too. Um so really, really neat. I'm sure a lot of our listeners have probably been to that show. and uh, It's always around NASCAR time because used to be able to come right over in a helicopter, come race a dirt car, and then go back to Phoenix and finish out the NASCAR season over there right before heading to Homestead. But so cool to have Kyle Larson back here in New Mexico. Uh, it's interesting that he remembers that stuff, too. I know I was right. talking to you a couple days ago about how great his memory is, how he's able to you know just digest everything he's ever done behind the wheel of a race car and regurgitate it in a way that makes sense to people. Yeah. Uh, that's very interesting to me. Well, the other thing I find interesting about that memory uh, is is also when he's like, well, I don't know what to tell him about setting up a car or something. You know, I just I can just tell him what I, what I feel. And, and sometimes I, I think that that's good. I mean, it's, mm-hmm. not, over, it's not over feedback. But um, as a matter of fact, we've got a little bit more audio uh, where Kyle Larson actually breaks down the track at Votto. I've always wanted to race Sabato. Um, it's a, a super nice facility. I, I remember, I think you guys did a Rodeo del Dora segment on that track. Um, not this year, but last year. And, and uh, that was my first glimpse of it. And, and getting to see the property and the suites and the track and all that was really cool. And, and I've wanted to get there. Um, just uh, part of the country that I never really get to go. So um excited about it. And, and hopefully... Hopefully a lot of fans will turn out and, um, you know, the event can grow back into what we all want to see it be. Yeah, and it's a heck of a facility. Sorry about that. I actually talked a little bit more about the facility than the track itself. Uh, but uh, the facility is great. We, we were down there, um, you know, a month or so ago uh, uh, for an event we had down there, the Twister Tribute to the Legends. Uh, great articles, by the way, that uh, you had in the program as well as Thank we've you. been featuring in the magazine. Actually, um, I don't know if we've talked much about it on this show, but the uh, New Mexico Motorsports Report uh, did its first twenty uh, a first season wrap up with uh, with points that are now available. Uh, you can pick it up at you know Albertsons and in various speed shops. Of course, it's always available at um, Yearwood Performance, Car Crafters. Um, a lot of our other sponsors have been with us since the beginning. Um, but uh, the twenty twenty two Champions Edition uh, that we're calling it on the cover. Uh, Cone Hunter, uh, Lyle Greenberg's uh, 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 Nitro Funny Car, um, 
the guy just i mean at and i'm not going to give his age but let, <laughs> let's just say that um he's 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 well retired um and he still goes out there and sets track records and um and is is racing this car and it's and it's not like it's easy to handle um a a, a funny car yeah I mean, it, it's amazing it, if anybody understands drag racing you understand that funny cars uh, they are anything but a straight line vehicle i mean yep. you are working the wheel the entire time and it is probably the most tense quarter mile that you're going to have in your entire life. And he does it really, really well, as yeah. we saw, setting track records still. I believe I, he is a grandpa, isn't he? Yeah, oh, yeah. That's got to be the world's fastest grandpa. Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, grandson Connor is already, uh, you know, winning races out on the quarter midget track. So, um, you know, quite, quite a, a lineage there. Uh, but, but you know, I mean, you definitely got to mark your calendars for this. A quick drive down there, and Vado's got, I mean, some of the best facilities I've ever been. I mean, it's like it's like going to Isotopes Park. It's so it's so nice. Well, it's even better, Dave, because it's race cars. That's right. Come on now. That's right, yeah, exactly. But one thing hey. that I do want to add on yeah. that is, if you don't believe us, believe the people that do this full-time for a living DirtOnDirt.com voted last year's Wild West Shootout as the 2022 Race of the Year. Wow. So if you want to see the Race of the Year across the entire United States, you're going to want to go down to Vado Speedway Park and go see the super late model race with the Rio Grande Wild West Shootout. Absolutely. And it's January 7th through the 15th. So we're six not talking, days of racing. Yeah, I mean, six full days of racing. It's so. literally a, a mini-series within itself, and it kicks off super late model racing for the entire year, and we get the gift of doing it right here in our hometown, basically. I mean, I know we're out of Albuquerque, but quick three-hour tow yeah. right down there. You get to go see some of the best racing in the world. I'm talking names with Jonathan Davenport, as we just said, Kyle Larson, Stormy Scott, Johnny Scott, uh, and so many more. I know Rodney Sanders is coming. Every big name that you could think of in super late model racing uh, is going to be here for that Wild West shootout. And I'm so excited. Awesome. Well, on the other side, we're going to talk a little bit about um, you know some of the NASCAR teams and what maybe they're hoping they can find under the Christmas tree this evening. You've been listening to the New Mexico Motorsports Report here on ESPN Radio, 1017 The Team. Hi, this is Al Unser, Jr. You're listening to the ESPN Radio 1017, the team. Hi, this is Al Unser, four-time winner of the Indy 500. You've been listening to David Slope of the New Mexico Motorsport Report on ESPN Radio 1017, the team. The pit stop is over. Let's return to the New Mexico Motorsports Report on Facebook and at nmmotorsportsreport.com. Now, back to the New Mexico Motorsports Report, presented by Yearwood Performance, Albuquerque Dragway, the Unser Racing Museum, and Swope Real Estate. Here is David. All right. Welcome back to the New Mexico Motorsports Report here on ESPN Radio 101.7, the team. And uh, um, NASCAR celebrating its uh, 75th uh, anniversary uh, coming up this season. Um, absolutely amazing um, that it's uh, been going that long, but yet it feels like it's been going forever. Um, so I was just kind of, you know, sitting around thinking um, what maybe some of the teams would want under their uh, their Christmas tree. Uh, whether we're talking Camping World, Xfinity, NASCAR Cup. I mean, what what are your some of your thoughts on that, Spencer? 
So let's start with the Craftsman Truck Series here, and I'm going to talk about what Kyle Busch Motorsports might be wanting underneath the tree. I think that Kyle Busch Motorsports needs Santa to bring them some corporate sponsors so they can get a little bit more talent in their fold. Uh, as you heard, they're going to be a Chevrolet team next year with Kyle's move over to RCR, and that means that Chase Purdy and... Um, uh, who is it? Jack Wood, I'm sorry, is going to be the two drivers for him. And let's start with Chase Purdy. In 52 starts in the Craftsman Truck Series, he has zero wins, zero top fives, and five top tens. Now, you might say, maybe those aren't for the best teams. He was with Hattori last year. He's been with GMS. He's had some pretty good teams backing him up. And now we go over to Loomis, California's Jack Wood, uh, who came onto the Arc Menard scene very strong, looked very promising at GMS, but again, kind of a lame duck season. In 35 starts between 2021-2022, zero wins, mm. zero top fives, one top ten. And that is the strongholds who are running full-time for KBM next year. Now, of course, Kyle Busch is going to be back in the truck for a few races. You would expect him to do well. But this is unproven Chevrolet team uh, kind of building from scratch again. I mean, it's been the Toyota stronghold ever since they created Kyle Busch Motorsports. And now they just got to start from scratch. So that's what I think Kyle Busch Motorsports needs underneath the tree. What about you? What are, what are you thinking for the trucks? Well, I think as a starter, um, even with you reminding me that it's Craftsman, this <laughs> is a sponsor next year, uh, maybe, uh, maybe that would be... Um, a good start is is all of us getting it right now because you you mentioned there's been some sponsorship that has has come and gone, um, but I I think that the series um, it has really come a long way and I think it continues to evolve um, and it's had some good champions I mean Zane Smith um, was being the champion you know last year and deciding to stay I mean I think that that's uh, that's a good sign of of what's going on with the series but. Uh, but I, but I agree with you. Um, a little bit of money um, goes a long way, mm-hmm. and, and finding you know a pot of gold you know below the Christmas tree for uh, for the Craftsman Truck Series would it's be a, would it's be a, a help. huge void to fill though too, Dave. Yep. I mean, losing all of the Toyota corporate B two B sponsors that Kyle Busch Motorsports had. Right. Of course, every time you saw Safe Flight on the hood, uh, Yahoo, Mobile One, those are all Toyota B two B sponsors. Right. A lot of people might not understand that side of it. Um, that basically came from the Toyota pool of money, right. and so did the drivers. That's why we saw so many talented drivers come through the KBM fold. Moving over to Chevrolet, Chevrolet's kind of in a rebuild mode right now. Right. They don't have a whole lot of young talent coming up through the ranks. They're trying to build that back up with Arca. I know that Raja Karuth, uh, he is kind of in that fold. He's moving over to GMS full-time next year. That is probably going to be a very good fit. Um I'm just looking for a little bit more on that KBM side. I think that some sponsorship would go a long ways there. And I think that Kyle is smart enough to get that done. Now we move over to Xfinity Series. Mm -hmm. Let's talk about Brandon Jones. Brandon Jones is hoping that Santa brings him some teammates that act like teammates (laughs) next season. Right. Because if you were looking at that Martinsville race, you would have never guessed that Ty Gibbs was teammates with the number 19 team. Uh, so I think that move over to Junior Motorsports is one that Brandon's been looking forward to ever since we came home from Phoenix and probably from Martinsville. Right. And I think he's very excited to get going with Daytona uh, to see 
how they could work together because there's no better place to act like a family than Daytona International Speedway. Absolutely. Um, and, of course, he's getting the luck of the number nine. I mean, probably one of the more uh, successful numbers um, in the Xfinity series. Um, one of my th- questions is, what does Justin Allgaier need under the Christmas tree, um, I mean, to, to get over? Because, I mean, he's on a great team. I mean, he's worked on his fitness like crazy the last mm-hmm. two, three years. Um, I mean, he, he, he drives aggressively, um, but he just doesn't seem to kind of get over the hump. I mean, he's, he's one of the perennial, you know, runner-ups. I mean, he's still um, a solid name, but what, what, what is that guy? I mean, he's got some of the best teammates in the business. I mean, what does that guy need? I think he needs to catch a bouquet because he's been the bridesmaid way too long. It has been a, a difficult road for Justin Allgaier because, like you said, he's always so fast. He seems yep. to get into that Final Four every time. He's good at Phoenix. For some reason, he seems so much better in the spring race than he does in the fall race. But between him and Jason Burdett, I think that they are a team that can go to work on this offseason, mm-hmm. rethink how they're just operating. I think that's a big part of it is just operational from week to week. Figure out where are these cracks are that is making the leak happen. Why are we bleeding right at the end of the season when it matters so much? Like I said, he's fast. He is a championship four driver. He's not that championship winning driver and team as we speak right now. Can that change? Absolutely. Honestly, as we were moving in to the playoffs, he was my favorite moving in Mm. to Phoenix just because of how good he is, especially on long runs there. But for him to come over that hump and get one into the mantle, he's really, really going to have to go to work in this offseason to figure out where they can tighten up on, you know, those top five days, those top ten days. How do we eliminate the DNFs? That's what's going to win him a championship in 2023. Well, and you you think a lot about um, what the moves that they've made at at uh, at, uh, at uh, Junior Motorsports. Junior Motorsports. I don't know why yep. I all of a sudden drew a blank on that, but at Junior Motorsports, I mean, moving all of the mechanics around um, or uh, the crew chiefs, um, and and maybe sometimes. I mean, it's change, you know, that helps mm. helps move that forward. That uh, maybe maybe it's change. I mean, it, it, as a little bit of transition, and and we'll we'll go over to the other break and talk about Cup um, here in a second. But um, a lot, of, you know, a couple of drivers, you know, moving up. Um, Noah Gregson and um, and his buddy Ty Gibbs. I mean, mm-hmm. so I who do you, who do you think out of those two um, will potentially have success first? If you're looking at it from purely a team perspective, I think you'd have to give the nod to Ty Gibbs. Ty, he's in a really, really good position right now. Going into that 18 car, you know it's going to get a lot of attention in the race shop. You know that he's going to have the best of the best. There's nothing to worry about on the sponsorship side. Um, And I think that he's, I mean, he's really got nothing to lose either. He... Mm -hmm. He's already proven himself. He's proven he can win championship in the Xfinity Series. Now he goes into his first official year in the Cup Series, and he's got a little of experience, too. Noah Gregson, he does as well. I mean, he did run a couple races there between Beard Motorsports in the 62 and then filling in for Alex Bowman throughout the end of the season. Uh, But Ty Gibbs, he was in the car that he's actually going into. Mm. 
basically this right. next season. I know he was running Kurt's car, but it in the same fold. Right. I think he has a much better understanding of how those teams kind of work in and out. And so I would give the initial nod to him, but you can't overlook that number 42 team with Noah Gregson. Mm-hmm. Noah brings a whole new energy into that group. They have proven themselves that they can win races with Eric Jones, and I think that speed is going to carry over to the 42 car. And another thing that a lot of people might not remember, I know it's been kind of a crazy couple months, Jimmy Johnson has now joined that team. Right. He brings a lot of experience. Now he's going to be definitely hands-on. He's going to be in a lot of the races with them. It's going to be a good teammate to have, and I think that can shine down and make that 42 team one to be reckoned with as we go into 2023. Yeah, it doesn't hurt at all to have a seven-time champ. Oh, two seven-time champs to, to lean on uh, with that team. All right, well, let's let's take a break on the other side. Let's talk a little bit about what's under the uh, tree for the Cup Series. And also, um, what do you need uh, under the tree to uh, uh, to get past Christopher Bell at the shootout? <laughs> You've been listening to the New Mexico Motorsports Report here on ESPN Radio, 101.7 The Team. Hola, vamos, gente. Este es Tony Canal, el piloto del carro número 14 para ABC Supply, AJ Boyd ESPN Radio 1017 The Team with David Swope, the fastest radio host in the West. The pit stop is over. Let's return to the New Mexico Motorsports Report on Facebook and at nmmotorsportsreport.com. Now, back to the New Mexico Motorsports Report, presented by Yearwood Performance, Albuquerque Dragway, the Unser Racing Museum, and Swope Real Estate. Here is David. Welcome back to the New Mexico Motorsports Report here on ESPN Radio 101.7 The Team. And uh, thank you so much for joining us um, on Christmas Eve. I hope you're uh, um, being entertained as you uh, get ready for some... uh, some pro football coming up uh, a little bit later, but uh, uh, Spencer, we we were talking about like what some of the NASCAR teams uh, would like to find um, under their Christmas tree. Um, you know, maybe something they've been a little lacking. Maybe you know some you know just some things to come together. Uh, a little concerned with some changes. Mm-hmm. Uh, what, what do you got on the uh, on the list there for people who really need something under the Christmas tree? So let's go to the NASCAR Cup Series, Dave. Yep. I mean the big Kahuna, right? Let's go to Kyle Busch. Kyle Busch, he's in a big world of change right now. Probably the biggest change he's ever had in his entire life and and by far in his racing career. Uh, Moving from his home over at Joe Gibbs Racing, number 18 M&M's Toyota, scratch all that, drop the one. He's now in the number eight (laughs) Chevrolet for RCR. And I think that Kyle Busch needs Santa to bring him a little Christmas luck this year. Yeah. As simple as that. He has literally had the speed to win. He has had everything he needs from Toyota and Joe Gibbs Racing. But everything that could have went to the South Pole did last year. And it was tough to see. It was really tough to watch. Whether you're a Kyle Busch fan or not, I think that you can at least tell everyone you know that he is a driver that should be running up front. Right. He He is. He's... Proven himself, you know, year after year. He multi-time champion, and he had a, a tough season, one of the toughest of his career. Uh, only one win. He had eight top fives, seventeen top tens, and if we compare that to 2021, 
I guess it wasn't that much better, but it, it was double, basically, of what he did in 2022. He had two wins, 14 top fives, 22 top tens. And where I really want to focus on is that average start and average finish. Mm. From 2021, 10.4 average start and a 12.8 average finish, dropping in 2022 to a 14.1 average start and 16.7 average finish. Not the Kyle Busch that we were used to seeing. Right. Uh, one driver we were used to seeing, um, and still the results were the same, uh, was Denny Hamlin. I mean, Denny Hamlin had crew chief changes. You know, he had the crew chief for life uh, ended up um, changing crew chiefs there, um, at, continued to have success. Um, but likewise, is, is this similar to the Justin Algar story? I mean, Denny Hamlin, um, does he just need um, the ultimate luck? Does he need to shut his trap hole, you know, with all of the, uh, uh, you know, I mean, calling other drivers out? Um, you know, I'm I'm going to take out uh, Chastain, you know, blah, blah, blah. I mean, just all the different things. But what does Denny Hamlin need to do? You know, I'm not as worried about Denny Hamlin as a lot of people probably are. Two wins, 10 top fives, 16 top tens, and three poles. That's still a really, really good season, all things considered. I mean, especially if you're looking at someone like Ryan Blaney, who didn't get a win, but won the most stages. Like He was fast all season, right there at the end. A lot of people would remember, too, Denny Hamlin, all things considered, should have been in right. that Final Four. Uh, minus the ha- Hail Melon. Yeah, if we didn't yeah. see Ross Chastain just bang the boards harder than everybody <laughs> I've ever seen before, Denny Hamlin would have been right there in the fold in the Final Four. Yeah. And as we've all seen, you know, Final Four guys, they're all up front for the most part in right. Phoenix. It was surprising this year that they weren't top four the whole race. Of course, we didn't get to see what Chase Elliott really had in him. Uh, but I have no doubt that Hamlin, he's in a much better spot than Kyle Busch was uh, going into this season. I would say that Santa just needs to bring Denny a little bit of consistency under that tree. Not mm. a big box, just a small box. Small box consistency. And I think that him and uh, his crew chief just need to kind of work together in this off season. Uh, to get a win sooner in the season so they aren't constantly asked every week, when are you going to get that win? When are we going to get you locked in? I think that wore on him throughout the season. Uh, a lot of questions throughout the year. You know, where's this team going? What, what's wrong? There wasn't anything wrong with the number 11 FedEx Toyota. It was just they were trying to play it soft a little bit, trying to play some soft hands going through the season, and... I think getting a win early in the season, whether it be right away at Daytona or you know one of the first five races, I think that would set a better tone for that team and put them in a better place where they can really focus on the playoffs a little bit more. What about Truex? I mean, just to stay on the same team. I mean, talk about a guy. I mean, talk about um, you know Kyle Busch not having any luck. I mean, th- this guy um, had the worst luck um, I've ever seen um, from a past champion. You know, it was a, another tough year for Truex. I agree with that. If you're a fan of Mark Truex Jr., I think you're hoping that Santa brings him a whole lot of wins and a lot of fun this year underneath the treats that he might consider coming back. But yeah. I think if you're Truex, you want a nice bass boat, some nice fishing lures, and just a nice cold beer, and enjoy this last season that we have with him. Uh, because I do believe this is probably the last swan song for the number 19 with Martin Truex behind the wheel. So let's see, uh, last December, um, you were uh, at the shootout 
Um, once again, Seabell uh, Slide Job um, ends your uh, your excitement at the shootout. Um, go all the way to him being one of the final fours. It actually, I thought, one of the favorites to actually win the thing, mm-hmm. um, just based on his momentum and how everything came together. Uh, what what do you need under the tree? Um, because Kyle Busch is also coming to the shootout. Yeah, so, I mean, what do you what do you, what do you need under the tree um, to to have some success? Well, I think I'd need a lineman two mil motor underneath the tree, Dave. I, I think I just need a little more juice underneath that pony. Uh, the Hamblin Motorsports motor has has done me well for as many years as I've been running it. Um, I'm kind of taking a knife to a machine gun fight this week, right. but you know me, I'm going to go in there with the best spirit I possibly can, and I'm going to try my best. I mean, I'm literally going with a motor that I could legally date, and oh wow, a car that is older than most of the drivers I'm going to be racing against. Wow, so. It's kind of one of those deals where I'm going out there to have some fun. Um, a lot of people have been backing me up, and I, I'm excited to go to the shootout. It's the weirdest thing. We say we hate it so much. I hate this place. I'm never coming back. And here I am, the first one to sign up this year. Yeah. Well, and it, it's kind of funny because the track is, I mean, is so small. I mean, you're you're in a convention center, um, effectively, and and yet you're talking about horsepower. I mean, and and it still comes down to that, mm-hmm. um, I mean, because you know a lot of times it, it I mean, it's handling, it's you know, uh, maybe maybe tires, you know, that come into it. I mean, I, I know it's dirt and tires are a little bit different than they are in asphalt, if you will, uh, or a lot different. But yeah, I mean, it still comes down to the juice. Yeah, it, it's just it's phenomenal to me. It's difficult to explain because everything is so different inside that building. It's a fifth mile racetrack indoors. So very climate-controlled, as in we're not worried about rain, we're not worried about wind drying the track out. You kind of know what you're going to get, and they do a very, very good job of making it the best it possibly can be every single time we're out there on track. They do a good job of balancing the top lane and the bottom lane. A lot of balance there, but yeah, at the end of the day, best cars are going to probably be out front. It does help that it's so small. I think that does give us a shot. And it lets us be the little team that could, as Chris Wilner from MRN dubbed us last year. And um, that's what we're going to be this year, man. We're going to be the little team that could. And I'm going to do everything I possibly can to put that number 4S, New Mexico Motorsports Report, Grammy's Kitchen, Halburn's truck uh, car in the show. Because that's all I want, man. I just I want to taste a little bit of that showtime as we go into Saturday evening, going into the New Year's Eve. Absolutely. Well, I, I know you've been hitting the gym. Um, and, uh, you know, bringing salads and stuff to work. So, I mean, this has been going on, um, for a couple of months, but I do got to ask you, um, you're, you're stopping in Amarillo tonight. You guys are cruising out and you got that, that huge steak <laughs> that if you, if you eat it, you, you, you can get it for free. Um, what's the over under you get, are you going to give it a try? Are you going to go for it or I don't think I would have much of a shot. My girlfriend, though, <laughs> Sydney, she could tear up a steak. I, I, I already talked her. She ain't going to do the 72-ounce challenge. I tried to talk her into it. But, uh, yeah, we're going to have a nice little Christmas dinner over there. Very weird for me. I, I told you a little bit about this while we were off air. But usually it's point A to point B, straight from race shop to racetrack, back to race shop, hotel in between. Don't worry about anything else. That's just kind of how we've always been racing as a family. But... I kind of realize I 
kind of stole. I'm kind of the Grinch this year. I stole Christmas from my whole family. Oh, come on, Grandpa ne- Grandma Nelly loves this. <laughs> don't, don't, don't act like the act like the Grinch or anything. I mean, she's going to have a lot of fun. So we are. We're going to stop. You're, you're going to put Texas. her inside. You're not going to strap her on top. Like no, we're not going to pull a Griswold <laughs> or anything like that. But we're, we're going to have a good time. I wouldn't want to spend Christmas any other way. Whenever you can go racing in the middle of Christmas and New Year's, I mean, that's a pretty good life. All right. Well, uh, uh, we're actually going to be taped next uh, uh, next weekend, so we'll have to get a, a live report in January and uh, uh, hope to hear all about it. Well, thank you so much. All of you out there, um, have a safe and Merry Christmas, and we look forward to seeing you in the new year and celebrating a happy new year with you all. You've been listening to the New Mexico Motorsports Report. Thank you, Dan Watkins. Thank you, uh, Spencer Hill. And thank you, RJ. You're on vacation out at, uh, in West Virginia, but you'll be back soon. You've been listening to the New Mexico Motorsports Report here on ESPN Radio. 101.7, the team. Thank you for listening to the New Mexico Motorsports Report, presented by Your Wood Performance, Albuquerque Dragway, the Unser Racing Museum, and Swope Real Estate, here on ESPN Radio 1017, the team. Join us daily at nmmotorsportsreport.com and become part of the community. Tune in next week, where your host, David Swope, will be talking about events happening around the state and on the national scene, whether it's got two wheels or four wheels, pavement and off-road racing, or park and shine. If you're into it, we're into it.